Happy Father's Day. How is everyone today? Let's stand together. Got to put our hands together on this song. Let's go. your kingdom come and father let your will be done on earth as in heaven right here in my heart father let your kingdom come father let your will be done on earth as in heaven right here in my heart give us this day our daily bread forgive us forgive us as we forgive the ones who sin against us, forgive them. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Let your kingdom come. And Father, let your kingdom come. Father, let your will be done. On earth as in heaven, right here in my heart. Father, let your kingdom come. Father, let your will be done. On earth as in heaven, right here in my heart. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us, forgive us. As we forgive the ones who sin against us. Forgive them and lead us not into temptation, but deliver It's yours, all yours, all yours, the kingdom, the power, the glory are yours. And it's yours, it's yours, all yours, all yours, the kingdom, the power, the glory are yours. And it's yours, it's yours. Give him praise this morning. We bless you, Lord, and praise you. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. You may be seated just a moment. Amen. You may be seated just a moment. How is everybody doing this morning? My band's ready to rock and roll. They like, well, let's just go. Stop for a minute. All right. How's our happy Father's Day to everybody? So good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. I do have some gifts I want to give away, but before I do that, I want to take the time, uh, where did I put those, um, 
Great things happen. Um, Branson Ansley, run to my office. It should be right there on my desk. Go get it. Thank you. One of you, run. Thank you. Kids Day next Saturday, June 24th. It'll be 12 to 4 p.m. We are going to have several things that are going to be absolutely amazing. We are going to have foam machines. I don't know what that is. They just tell me that it blows out a lot of bubbles and you just walk through it and get foam on you. Does that sound fun to any of you adults? It's a dream come true that you have been waiting for. It is finally here. And because it's a kid's day, you can do whatever you want to and get by with it, all right? So that's going to be from 12 to 4. That is going to be actually, that'll be this coming Saturday, the 24th, all right? Also, we have water slides. Food's going to be provided that day. And um, also, we have Women's Ministry Fundraiser Raffle. Today's cake, I've got it right over here. It is fresh strawberry cake with strawberry and cream cheese icing. Julie Newton made this one. So, yes, this is going to be a good one. I've already peeked in on it. No, I did not open it. I just looked. It has a clear top on it. And I tasted the icing. You know how it is, just to check everything. And um, it, it looks like it's going to be good. Uh, next Sunday's cake is going to be a chocolate pound cake that is made by Gene Eads. So we're excited about that. All right. You can purchase your tickets today for $1 each. Uh, immediately following the service. I do want to quickly give a phase three update. On phase three, we've already got, uh, the walls are basically painted over there. I think they may have one more coat to put on there. Uh, we, we've got our floors getting set up now. We, we remodeled those bathrooms in there. I don't know if y'all remember those bathrooms that had these funky little marks on the wall. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Kind of wavy and it had been splattered and splatted, whatever they called it, uh, for years and years. And so we finally got that handled. And it looks brand new sheetrock in there. It looks really, really good. So you do not want to miss going over there when we finish this thing and seeing everything. If you don't typically go to the gym after we get it done, you need to make a trip over there. We're going to have brand new floors and brand new basketball goal. We're going to have, um, does he have my thing back there? Oh, he's got it. I'm sorry, honey. Byron's got it at the back. Byron's got it back. He's still working. I apologize. We're going to have a brand new basketball goal. We're going to have a brand new pickleball. Has anybody ever played pickleball out there? No pickleball? Let me tell you something. If you play it one time, you will be hooked. It may be the funnest game that has ever been created, especially for old people. <laughs> Amen. When we were on vacation, we played a little bit of tennis, and uh, it took us about maybe about two minutes. Thank you, Branson. It took about two minutes before we were like, you know what? Let's go back to the pickleball court. <laughs> it's a lot smaller. You don't have to run as much. Absolutely fun. We're going to have a volleyball go over there, full volleyball, so some of you older people can get over there. We're going to exercise, folks. This ain't just for the kids, all right? We're going to have fun, too. A lot of money invested in this. Thank you for your continued giving and support. I promise you, uh, by the time we get finished with this thing, you're, you're going to be very satisfied with what the Lord has blessed us with. All right. Today I want to go ahead and do our drawing. Bryce, come on up and help me. I'm going to use you today to help me do this. And I've got two $50 cash. Those always go first. That's without saying. And then I have eight different $25 gift cards. I got Lowe's. I got uh, Eaton, Olive Garden, Longhorns, and all those other places you've never heard of on that card. Amazon, Texas Roadhouse, Starbucks, Academy, the Home Depot. And yes, for you fishermen, I even got you a Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, let's get back. 
All right, get your tickets out there, Father. I got one. Let's see, put it right here. 385-7073. Come on down and grab which one you want there, buddy. All right. 385, you can just keep it, I trust you. If, if people if people are going to lie in church, I finally figured out, let them have the card. They need it worse than I do. 385-7109. 385-7109. Who's got it? I see so. There we go, buddy. Come on down. Pick whichever one you want. All right. I got a 385. We're going in the wrong direction for me to win. 385-7108. Look at there. Come on down. All right. I missed it by one little number. 385-7066. There we go, Melvin. Come on down. 385-7106. You better hurry, because that $50 is still there. We're going to have a fight right here at the altar. Oh, there we go. There we go. Oh, see, Christians can get along every now and then. 385 Somebody already left that safer to preaching? I'm going to try it one more time, and then I'm moving on. Oh, there it goes. Come on now, my friend. 385-7103. 385-7103-JD. Come on down. I need to make sure I got some more gifts down here. Oh, yeah, I do. All right. 385-7084. 385-7084. D, there we go. Bryce, you're going to get fired. I'm going to get Brian to do it next time. 385707. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070. 385-7070
uh, is actually her only living brother. And so please be in prayer that God would touch Jerry today and bring healing to him. Also, we have prayers for Benny. Uh, Benny Morton, as you know, has uh, been diagnosed with cancer. We don't claim that. We're believing for a miracle for him, but also for Susan, his wife. She's been dealing with a lot of stuff health-wise as well. That whole situation needs God to intervene. So call out the Morton family, if you would, when you pray. And also for George Latour, George has also been diagnosed with cancer. And he's been having a really rough bout at it the last month or two. And um, he really needs our prayers that God would reach down and touch him and bring healing to him as well. Let us pray. Father, today we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for your powerful name. We thank you that you're able to touch and you're able to minister to us in our times of need. So, Father, today, before we go on with this service any further, we call these names to you for Jerry Carter, Lord, for Ada's brother, that you would bring a touch to him, that you would bring a healing to him. He's in your hands today, Father. Let him be touched by the power of God. For Benny, for Susan, for that family as they struggle and deal with sicknesses like they're having to, Father, would you let them know that you are there for them? Let them know that you love them. Wrap your arms around them. Let them feel today the peace of God that passes all understanding. For George, Father, that you would touch him as well. We speak healing, Lord. This, this, this horrible cancer that's attacking many of our church members. Lord, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. We know that you're able. God, we're asking you to touch and to bring healing to these. Father, we ask you today to reach down in this service. Help us to leave changed by the power of Jesus Christ. Let the blood of Christ wash us from head to foot. Let us leave this place feeling clean again. Let us leave this place not in our own righteousness. Our righteousness is as filthy rags, but cover us in your righteousness, in your grace, in your love, in your mercy. And when you wash us, we shall be clean. Bless us today. Open up our hearts. Let us worship you and honor you in all that we do and say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand back up together if you don't mind. Lord, we bless you in this place. We magnify you. Hallelujah. Put our hands together. And your love endures for all. 
perfect submission and all is at rest and I know the author of tomorrow has ordered my steps so this is my story and this is my song I'm praising my That's why I trust 
today I want you to imagine um, we won't go with adults today we're going to go with kids imagine that you are a kid and you have been invited to a fight you're to meet by the railroad tracks that's where the fighting goes down at your school and as you get to the railroad tracks you see that the, the enemy will call them there are four of them but you only brought two with you so you have three people, they have four people. The one guy, when he sees that there's four versus three, he decides, this fight is not for me. It's not my fight. Anyhow, you're the one that started this mess. I'm out of here. Now we have two people versus four. But in a moment of a little bit of pride and a little bit of arrogance, the boy rears back and he says, I got you back, buddy to which you feel confident, at least somebody's going to help me out today. And they start charging you as they start charging you, go to look back at your buddy who's got your back, and your buddy, you only find that he is gone. What you learn from the lesson, and of course you do get beat up pretty good, and what you learn from the lesson is that the person that said that they were backing you up in reality didn't back you up. Today I want to deal with a topic entitled God is backing you up. And the one thing that I need you to understand about God is this. Jesus said it. He said, I will never. Can somebody say never? Do you know what that means, right? Doesn't everybody understand what that means? There's some words that like I look up in the dictionary and I'm like, if I could just get a better understanding of it, I could share it with my congregation and they would grab it a little better too and, and be enlightened. This is one of those words I didn't even have to look up because we know what it means. Never means never. And Jesus said, I will never leave you. 
I will never forsake. Yes, even if you're fighting and even if the enemy looks bigger than you and even if there's more of them than it seems like there are us, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will go with you even till the end. Romans chapter 8 verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, then who can be against us? He did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Jesus died for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? The good He's a good, good father. And he wants to give his children good gifts. Verse 33, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? That's us. It is God who justifies. All right? Who is he who condemns you? Who is it that says you're not good enough? Who is it that says you're not going to make it to heaven? It is Christ who died, not them. And furthermore, is also risen from the dead. He's also at the right hand of God. He makes intercession for us. So what God is saying is don't pay the other voices any attention. I'm the one that's going to judge you, he said. It don't matter what your neighbor thinks about you. It doesn't matter what other people think about you and the decisions that you've made to follow Christ. He said, at the end of the day, I'm the one that died for you. <clears throat> so with all of that said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. That means we'll even die for you. Yet in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, who died for us. For I am persuaded neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, what I'm going through now, nor things to come, what I'm going to go through tomorrow, nor height, nor debt, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Can you say amen to God's word today? When I think about the word endorsement, the word endorsement is of extreme, utmost importance to a product. Companies literally will spend millions upon millions of dollars in their budget every single year to get a well-known personality to hold their deodorant and say, this is the best deodorant that I have ever used. The truth of the matter is many of them have never even rubbed it under their arms. It's too cheap for them. They don't care about the deodorant you wear. What they care about is the money that they're paying them to push their products. Athletes will get out there. They'll endorse baseball bats. They'll endorse tennis shoes. Some of them even do the cereals. You remember Wheaties when Michael Jordan endorsed the Wheaties. Do you know what I wanted to eat when I went, uh, what I wanted to buy when Mama went to the store? You guessed it. I want to be like Harry Jordan. If he eats Wheaties, I'm going to eat Wheaties. Because I'm going to jump like him one day. I figured out it wasn't the Wheaties that was helping him. 
while movie stars, they may come and they'll endorse a perfume or, or a cologne or even I've seen them do airlines and different things like this. But the whole idea behind an endorsement is this, that when the public identifies with a personality or a person that they like, they are more likely to go into the store and buy that product more quickly than if they were simply judging the product with their own merit or their own opinion. But when that personality gets behind it, all of a sudden, guess what? They'll buy it. Now, of course, as I've said, the endorsement oftentimes, it, it doesn't mean that the person using it has actually bought it. But every now and then, an endorsement is given, not out of monetary return, but because of a cause that someone truly believes in. And they name a company or they name a product, and that product that they're naming does not pay them to do so. It is simply because they believe in it. It is becoming very, very popular to do. Certain causes enlist certain endorsements. I've seen people literally who are willing to go to jail for or risk their jobs for things that they believe in. Have you ever seen it? I was looking up the other day, many famous stars, you know, we, we, we have celebrities in our life. We, we make mere humans into godlike beings. Don't everybody shout it once you're going to ruin this message today. <clears throat> but many of these celebrities and well-known stars, they, they go out and they're known for their activism, which means that they, they'll, they'll join boycotts or labor rights or, or maybe against police brutality in certain situations. And they go out there. Now, the thing about it is some of the causes that they support, maybe I don't agree with, others I do agree with, but at the end of the day, they get out there and there is no pay for them. It is just a belief that it's worth defending. It is a cause that is worth fighting for and standing behind. And so they'll go out there and they'll do it. No pay, no anything. Anybody ever heard of Martin Sheen? Some of you, he was an older actor, right? Yeah. Well, Martin Sheen, he leads the way in activism with the most arrests. He has been arrested over 160 times for standing up for things that he, there's no endorsement, there's no money, just something that he believes in. Others have been willing to die for causes that they believe in. If you'd open up your Bible and you'd read it sometimes, you would figure out that there's a lot of people in that Bible that died for Jesus. You're going to read, and we'll talk about that later. We'll read about Isaiah who, is, who was sown asunder, literally, with a saw in order to stand for Jesus Christ. In other words, I'm trying to tell you, there's some things that whether you get paid or not, there's some causes that are worth fighting for. Somebody ought to say amen. And today we're involved in something that we're supposed to be standing for, and that is the righteousness of Jesus Christ. I must tell you that there are not many that are standing in line to endorse this cause today. There are many people that they have remained silent. Do you know why they're silent about their righteousness? Because they're scared. They're scared to stand up and say this believe. They're scared to stand up and say that is wrong. They're scared of it and therefore they have not stood for righteousness. You know it kills me when people talk about how much they're going to do for Jesus and they can't even come to church. It doesn't make any sense to me. 
It doesn't make any sense to me. When people talk about, oh man, I'm willing to die for Christ. And then if somebody on the job calls them a fanatic for Christ, they go in their room and they cry and have to go get some toilet paper and wipe their eyes in the bathroom and fix their makeup again. It doesn't make any sense to me. But there's still a group of people that will stand up for what they believe and they don't care what the consequences are. If they believe it's the right thing to stand for, they will do it in Jesus' name. We cannot afford to be silent. There is good news today because Jehovah God has already said to us, I am with you. Jehovah God has already said, if I am for you, who in the world can stand against you? You and I have something to stand up for today. With everything, everything we've got, we've got to take a stand more now in this season, 2023, when all of this change is going on around us and worldliness seems to be prevailing. Somebody has got to stand up for godly living and for pure morality and the things that are right in the sight of God if we don't do it tell me who in the world is going to stand up for righteousness anymore who's going to stand up for God who's going to be his voice to this generation that sin is still sin who's going to do that camp meeting was good we had Anthony Pelt who preached to us on Wednesday night youth night and he preached on there some things that are optional But some things are non-negotiable. Oh, man. And he said that this generation, he said they have been told they have option after option. If they want to identify as a tree, they can identify as a tree. If they want to be a little furry that walks around with little cat ears on and a tail out of the back of their britches, they can do that. If they want to be a male but they were born a female, they can do that. You have your options. And the world tells us we have to give them those options. But he began to preach for those that stand for the righteousness of God. These things are not optional. They are non-negotiable because God has already said what is so. Let it be so. I got got to quit. I'm going down rabbit trails. I got to get back to where I'm going. So today I want to give you several well-known examples in the Bible, different methods that Satan will use to try to get you to back down from things that you believe to be right in your life. Number one, he'll use intimidation. Intimidation means to make timid or to fill your soul with fear to make you afraid. Anybody ever been intimidated? Mm -hmm. I have There's been moments even weak in faith that I've even allowed the adversary to intimidate me with something, with thoughts that I couldn't get out of my head. And he kept fighting and intimidating me. David and Goliath is a prime example. Goliath was intimidating the people of God. But this is what David said. In 1 Samuel 17, 29. And David said, what have I done now? Because his brother said, why are you here? You should be there tending to your sheep, blah, blah, blah. And he says, what have I done, basically? He said, is there not a cause? You talk about activism. That's activism at its best. 
He got on the front line and said, there is a cause, there is a reason, there's something worth defending here. And do you know what David was known as? David was known as a giant killer. We have too few giant killers in the church today. I need something. We have a lot of singers. We've got teachers. We've got leaders. We've even got pastors, but very few giant killers. Now, now, what is a giant killer? A giant killer means that you overcome insurmountable odds. Giant killer, it is triumph of what the world would view as the underdog. How many of you like pulling for the underdog? David is the underdog. He's a 17-year-old little kid. He's not, I don't know how tall he is, but I know he's shorter than Eliab, his brother, who's a head taller than all of them. So he's not too tall. And I've got a nine-foot giant here that's trying, some even say upwards of 10-foot. I don't know. I just know he was a big man. And he was trying to intimidate little David. My goodness. Not only, man, let me show you something. When a giant killer kills a giant, do you know what it does? It serves to inspire other people that they too can kill their giants. For some people, alcohol is a giant in their life, right? It's insurmountable. They can't seem to get away from it. But all of a sudden, you have a man or woman of God that stands up and gives a testimony and says, let me tell you, I used to be a drunkard. I used to couldn't put a bottle down. I about lost my family, all of my money, lost my job. But the Lord showed up and changed everything for me. And I haven't touched one in 30 years. When a giant killer tells you that they slayed their giant, all of a sudden the courage of God rises up in you and says, why am I intimidated by this little bottle in this brown bag? Why am I intimidated? I am a giant killer too. And it can serve. Your testimony is so important today, ladies and gentlemen. That's why God said you need to share it. You are overcomers by the word of your testimony. David Monroe, I was thinking about you. I was studying Saturday morning. And I thought, and I said, man, insurmountable odds. And I just had a little, a little moment that I went back in time. And I remember the call. And I remember going to that hospital. And I remember looking at that hospital bed. Carol sitting right there. Jennifer was there. And I remember looking at David and thinking to myself. And this is the honest God truth. I thought to myself, there is no way he's coming out of this. That's the flesh talking. That's the flesh in me that looked at the situation and thought, man, this is bad. I mean, this is worse than I expected. He, he's, he's out of it. He's not talking much. He's not saying much. He's just laying here in this bed, unable to do things he used to do. There's some, this stroke has really done a number on him. And when I looked at him, I thought to myself, that's what we're facing here, insurmountable odds. But you know, when we started going back and David started opening his eyes a little bit and we'd pray every time David I'd see those tears rolling down your eyes and I knew no, I knew what was happening he was talking to his God and he was saying to that giant you are not going to keep me in this bed you are not going to keep me down and do you know what God did for him he testified to us the other Wednesday 
said he went back to the doctor and the doctor said everything is looking okay you're a giant killer my friend because you have overcome you could have been intimidated but you showed the devil that you serve a God that says I am backing you up everybody else may run everybody else may doubt but there's a God that says if I am for you who in the world or what can stand against you So the Philistine said to David, he said, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his little g gods. He had more than one god. This is Goliath's effort to knock David, to knock his size, you're a little fella, to knock his inexperience, I have been raised to be a man of war. You have not. He's trying to intimidate him. Do you know Satan has always used that tactic of telling people you're not big enough or you're not good enough. This problem is bigger than you. This situation is bigger than you. If you're not careful, even churches, we can fall into the trap that Satan will tell our churches, say, you're not big enough to make a difference. Oh, you, you, just, you just aren't big enough to really make an impact or a great effect but if God calls you he makes you big enough ladies and gentlemen Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me Goliath called on his gods but David said all I've got to do is call on one I don't need ten of them to rescue me from this intimidation all I need is one God Jehovah God and he called on the name of God and he said guess what he said you may come to me with spear and sword but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts that you have been cursing intimidation isn't going to work today David refused to tolerate the enemy kill him and he cut his head off number two the devil will use compromise I've got Moses and Exodus as a story the word compromise means to arrive at a settlement or an agreement by making concessions the mandate when Moses was getting ready to leave with the children of Israel was very, very simple. It is clear. A matter of fact, before Moses gets there, it was very clear what God had told him to do. There's no doubt of his calling because a bush is burning, but yet it's not consumed. That's impossible. As he takes off his shoes because he recognizes this is a holy moment. And he takes his shoes off for he is on holy ground. And out of the bush he hears the voice of God. And this is what God simply says to him. Bring deliverance to my people, Moses. Period. No ifs, no ands, no buts. When God declares full victory, that's exactly what it will be. I, I, th I, think, that, I think that Ziklag, I think was one of the things, I'm going to preach it sometime myself. I may wait a couple years, but Larry preached about Ziklag, and he talked about how that David and his men were all discouraged. You remember that? They burnt the city. They took their, husbands, took their wives, took their children, took all their stuff, and they're just really depressed. And, and, but, but there's something that God told David because David prayed a prayer, and he said, Lord, should I go against the enemy? And God spoke to him in the middle of his distress, 
rest. And he says to him, David, you go. And when you go, you're going to defeat the enemy. And you are not just going to get half of your stuff back. You go and you will recover everything. I need to tell somebody today that the devil has told you you're not going to get it all back. But I'm here to tell you today you're going to recover all of it in the name of Jesus. And not only are you going to recover all of it, but I believe that God's going to give you more than you had when you started in this thing. My God have mercy. Don't bend to the compromise of the devil and settle for less than God's best for you. There are four compromises that Pharaoh drummed up. The first one, he says, I want you to worship here in Egypt. But separation was necessary. See, we know it. It goes without saying. Separation from the world and the church. We are separate people. We are different. Can somebody say amen? Even God in the Bible in Matthew, when he talks about coming and getting his people, he said that the goats will be on the left, but the sheep of his pasture will be on the right. There is a separation. Secondly, another compromise. He said, Moses, don't you go too far. Don't you get carried away with this thing now. Don't you get too fanatical. I think sometimes we're a little too reserved. Maybe sometime we do need to get a little crazy for Jesus. Maybe sometime we may need to be known as the guy that's a loud hallelujah man. I mean, maybe we do need to be the guy that will clap the loudest in the church. I mean, maybe we do need to get stirred up more. But the compromise of the enemy says you, you, you can worship God. But don't you go too deep in that worship. Third compromise. You leave the women and children here is what Pharaoh told him. You can't take the next generation. As a church, this is a huge no-no that many have done. They have left the children behind. But today's Father's Day, and I'm telling you, Daddy, don't leave the kids behind. The next generation has a work to do for God, and we are going to see that come to pass in the name of the Lord. Fourthly, fourthly, he said, leave your possessions here. The treasures that will entice you to return. God gave them those treasures, those possessions, and they did not belong to the enemy. I'm going to tell you, some of you, God's given you treasures, and you left it in the enemy's camp. I'm telling you, you need to tell the devil, I am not leaving my joy back there because my joy doesn't belong to you. My joy is in Jesus. I'm not leaving my healing back there. I'm not planning on going there anymore. He is the Lord, my God, that heals me. I am going to believe. My God, I feel like preaching today. Help me, Lord. When Moses was confronted with compromise, this is his response. It's two letters. No. Could you give me an No. It doesn't need an explanation. Like my word at the beginning of the sermon. No means. Now, I know kids don't get it. And when I was a kid, I didn't get it. The only word that I said after no was, but... Back in the day, mama would spank your butt for saying but. He said to them, when we go, all is going with us. And that is exactly what happened. Because he understood compromise is deadly. Many people, they do it in the business world to get a deal done. But it never works with the devil. You give him an inch and he will take a mile. There is no need to compromise when you already know the outcome. And what is that, pastor? The outcome is that God is backing you up. And you don't have to compromise and work up in contrary 
deal with the devil. You're the victor. He's the one defeated. Number three, ungodly law. And I'll go through this fast because I want to get to my last point. Daniel and the three Hebrew children, a prime example. A decree went forth, do not pray or do not worship any other god but this image. In Daniel 3, 9, and 12, they say, O king, live forever, says you made a decree that everyone who does not fall down and worship will be cast into the burning fiery furnace. He goes on and names their certain, their certain Jews. Yeah, them trouble, the troublemakers, you know. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those men, they haven't paid you the honor that was due to you. They won't serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. The three Hebrew boys refused to bow to a false god, got thrown into the fire. You know the rest of the story. I don't have to preach it. God was in the fire with them. In Daniel chapter 6, there's Daniel. And it said they went before the king and they said, King, didn't you sign a decree that, that every man had to pray to you for 30 days? Couldn't pray to another god or he'd be cast into the den of lions? The king answers, it is true. So they answered, that Daniel... That Daniel, not Daniel, that Daniel. You know which Daniel we're talking about, King. I love it. Wouldn't it be great if people went to refer to me and said, That Jimmy? He's different than all the other Jimmys. It's that Jimmy. And they said over that whole kingdom, all they had to say was that Daniel. He's a captive from Judah. He doesn't show you regard. He's making petition three times a day. What did Daniel say? I'm going to pray anyway. You know the story. He's thrown into the lion's den, but my God sent his angel and shut his mouth. God, my point is, God was backing them up from the ungodly laws that were made. There are those occasions, I taught it on Wednesday night in Lent, when God's law supersedes the laws of men and magistrates. Do you know that prayer is out of schools because the church backed down? Anybody? Who was around in 1962? Do you remember it? I was born in 1983, so that's y'all's generation's fault, not mine. Oh, that was good. That was 21 years before I was born, praise the Lord. Y'all were already legal to drink. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyhow... In 1962, the court ruled and the prayer was taken out of school. It was a conflict of interest that people could not impose their God on other students. My gosh. Now, 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 now today, you know, there's been some things that have changed. And, and a kid can pray in school, right? It really depends on your county that you're in that it changes so much. So we're in the Bible Belt, so things are different here than they're going to be in New Jersey, Right? But even here in the Bible Belt, your kid can pray, but if the right student, an atheist, come on somebody, if they hear it with their ears and it offends them, they can go to the principal who definitely can't say a prayer with them or he'll lose his job. He can't impose religion on people. If the right ears hear it, that child can indeed get in trouble for praying to the God that Daniel and the three, it's the law. Are you hearing what I'm telling you today? 
When I was growing up, I had a teacher. She changed my life forever. Her name was Mrs. Brown. I loved that woman to death. Mrs. Brown brought us into her classroom. The reason I liked her, I was, of course, a, a little hole in this kid. And I remember Miss Brown, before we went to lunch, she would always tell us that I don't care if it was, and this was, not, this was after 1962. She said, all right, guys, let's say our blessing. That's public school. I, I was in the third or fourth grade. I can't remember which one it was. It was one of them. My memory doesn't serve me well today. And she said, let's pray. And Miss Brown would pray and ask God to bless us and bless our food. I remember that like it was yesterday. <laughs> I want some of you to go do that. Teachers, go do that in your classroom. And you're going to figure out that if the right ear hears it, you're going to be in trouble. Because that's what the law says. Let, 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 let me go a step further. There was a, there was a football coach. You remember him a few years ago. You still with me? 2015. Mr. Bauer would get down on his knees at 50-yard line, whether his team won or whether his team lost. And they would get down and they would say a prayer together. Most of the time, those prayers would last under one minute. But it struck a nerve one day. And they didn't like it anymore. So do you know what they did? They suspended the football coach. Oh my goodness. But do you know what the Supreme Court did? Six to three. Because we have a conservative um, uh, Supreme Court now overall. Six to three. They voted and said no, no, no. We're going to rule in favor of him. Do you know what that man got? He got $1.7 million in a lawsuit settlement and got his job back as a football coach. If God is for you, who can stand against you? Whew. I looked it up. 2023 news. The football coach is back at his old place, and he's coaching the same team again. If God is for you, God's got your back, ladies and gentlemen. Abortion because of ungodly laws. Abortion is literally causing America to go morally bankrupt. We are killing innocent babies left and right as if we don't even care. God, save our nation. Some people today would like to remove all religious programming from their airwaves. Well, I want to tell you, I got a couple of things I'd like for them to remove too. Jesus, help Jimmy today. Boy, I, I'm telling you, I'm like a rabbit right now. There are so many trails that I see in my mind. Whoop, 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 whoop. But I'm going to stay on track. Praise the Lord. Discipline. Discipline. The closer we get to the coming of the Lord, the more the church is going to be put to test in these areas. The liberals are going to tighten those laws and continue to tighten and tighten and tighten until we're going to be limited in what we can say without it being hate speech. We're going to have to, I'm telling you, we are already there. You remember the gay couple came in and wanted this guy to bake them a cake? I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, 
We are getting there. We are already there. We are going to be tested in these areas. We cannot do it alone. We do not have the wisdom. We do not have the strength to navigate through this. But thank God we don't have to do it alone. Again, if God is for us. Go to my next scripture. I got to go Acts 4. Give me five minutes. I'm closing. The early believers were told not to speak in his name anymore. They have beat them. They have told them, if you speak anymore in Jesus' name, we're going to kill you, man. you got to shut up. But Peter and John replied, do you think, this is in, in response to ungodly laws, like Daniel and the three Hebrew boys, but Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? What makes you think you are greater than God? Oh, my goodness. What makes you think that you can even stand in his presence? Verse 20. This is where I get really excited. We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and we have heard. I want to say try to shut me up, devil. But I have seen too much. I have heard too much. To be quiet, I don't care what the law says. I don't care what people say, what Congress says. I could care less. I've heard too much. I've seen too much with my eyes. I'm going to declare what thus saith the Lord. I don't care what anybody thinks about it. That's what I'm going to do. And the reason I do it with so much confidence is because God has got my back. Go back to my title, Chevy. I'm closing right here, right now. Let's play. I was, I was, I was studying, and in the middle of that verse, y'all remember when we read our text? At verse 36, something strange happens. Because when I'm preaching this, and you're reading these verses, and you're like, man, this is so powerful. What's going to separate us from God? Tribulation. Shout this. Shout that. Woo, man, that's a bank. And then if I could just jump to, yet in all these things, we are more than a conqueror, and everybody's shouting. But there's a slow it down verse that says, well, we have all been accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Are y'all ready for this? Now, typically, the evangelist in me, it's easy. I just tell Chevy back there, we're doing verse blank through blank and verse blank through blank, and you just leave that one out. It works for preaching. But today, I don't want to leave it out. Because this is actually a tool that the devil will use against us. Different methods that he will use to try to make us back down. And that one word is death. Anybody in here today say, Pastor, man, I just want to die. Man, if, if I could just die here in about five minutes, I'd be happy. I mean, I'd just die in the church. I mean, I mean, who thinks like that, right? I mean, we want to shout to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Paul did it for Jesus. Peter did it for Jesus. I told you Isaiah is sown in sunder. See, death is the final test of our true commitment. So this is what I'm going to leave you with. Do you believe in this thing enough to die for it? I, I want that to sink in because that's deep stuff right there. Do you believe in this Jesus 
that you say you love? Do you believe in him enough that if today somebody came in this church and said every one of you, they'd have trouble because we got more concealed weapon carriers in this building than you can even think possible. They'll never make it to the pulpit. I'm just telling you. We are the Southwest, God. But if they could take over this space, and if they could say for everyone that, that will not say that they do not love Jesus or they recant Christ or, or that they hate Christ, we're going to shoot you and we're going to kill you. If they had full control we were in that situation, I wonder how many people in this congregation today, not anybody else, us, us, that are listening to this, how many of us would still be sitting on the pews waiting for Wednesday night service to happen? How many of us would they have to clean the carpet because our blood would be on it because we chose to die for him because he's worth it? Are y'all still with me today? See, do you see how this kind of just bogs down the whole sermon? That's why evangelists just skip it. Who wants to talk about this stuff? Paul believed in it enough that they cut his head off. He died for it. The apostle Paul, Paul by Peter, believed in it enough that he said, don't hang me like Jesus, flip me upside down. I'm unworthy to die like he died, but I'll be glad to die for him. I've got missionaries that did. Jim Elliott, and I'll leave you with this story and I'm going to close. I, I know y'all are ready to go celebrate your fathers and that's fine. I'd like to eat today too. Jim Elliott is 29 years old. He's a young man. In his mid-twenties, he decides he wants to be a missionary. Man, this is his passion. And he, he doesn't just want to be a missionary on a comfortable mission field. He wants to go and preach to Indians that have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, that are unchurched, never heard of him. Now, that's a missionary, my friends. He travels over there. He has a group of Indians that he gets with for about three or four years. This guy, he just ministers to them. They love him. There's hundreds of people, maybe even thousands that are coming to Christ. The whole tribe is turning to Christ. They're having a revival. But on the other side, there's a group called the Aka Indians. The Akas have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's one problem with going to the Aka Indians. is missionaries have went before Every missionary that has ever went to try to tell them Jesus loves you, they have killed them with their spears. Who wants to sign up for that mission trip? Anybody? Not me. But Jim decided let's be smart about this thing. We're going to get a plane and we're going to fly over and we're going to drop care packages to them. And so he starts dropping care packages. They know a couple of phrases that they've learned. They're screaming out in the Aachen language and saying nice things to them. We appreciate you. We love you, folks. Jesus loves you. And they're giving them all these messages that they can hear as they're giving them gifts. And they think if we give them gifts, we can warm their heart. They'll, they'll listen to the gospel, right? For several days they do this until finally one of the Aachen Indians had, had converted and thought, man, this is great. I love this. I love these people. I love this Jesus. And so they take a gift and they tie it and they give it to him. And so they go, they've given us a gift. But see, the problem is not everybody had accepted the message of Jesus. There were still some wild Aachen Indians that would not accept any man coming and preaching the gospel to them. Especially not this white man. 
And he came and said, well, we're going to go. And he had three other guys that went with him, four missionaries, including himself. And they went and they said, we're going to, it's time we can preach the gospel to them. And he went and he began to minister. And there, there was two or three people, some ladies that are, that are at the water and he's ministering to them. Jesus loves you. The story goes that he's telling them about Christ. But then out of the jungle comes a group that did not accept them. They had their spears in their hand. Jim Elliott had carried a pistol in his pocket. He said that the story goes that he could have grabbed that pistol and he could have shot. But the pistol stayed in his pocket. And he tried to tell them, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, Jesus wants to save you. To which they took the spear and they stabbed Jim. And Jim died that day on that beach with the three other missionaries. Now some of you are sitting here and you are thinking to yourself, this is the most depressing sermon I have ever heard. But this is what I want you to understand. I want you to know what Jim Elliott was quoted saying before he went to the Aachen Indians. He said, quote, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Woo! In other words, what Jim was saying is if I die over there, I'm not a fool. I can't keep this life anyhow. It's not mine to keep. It's God's. It's for His glory. I've done my work. If it's time for me to go, I'll go. But I am going to gain an eternity, an eternal reward, and I'm no fool. I'm going over there. He died that day. But do you know what my text says? What can separate us from Allah? Can life? Can. Y'all ready? Death? No. Nothing. If anything, death, it actually unites us with God forever. Let's stand. I'll leave you with this today in Jesus' name in closing. We need not ever be afraid to stand up for Jesus Christ in the face of ungodly opposition to the gospel of Christ because God has made a promise to us and with Him backing us up, we have nothing to fear from the forces of evil. If God is for us victory is assured we all today need to be reminded from the pulpit to the back door that god is backing you up god is backing us up so the next trial that you face the next storm you go through when intimidation comes and when fear comes and when the enemy tells you in your ear exactly what's going to happen, I am asking you, child of God, to lift up your eyes and believe in the God that you serve. And like at the beginning, when I've got the boy that's about to fight and he looks back and he figures out it's one versus four, that's not the way it is with God. Ask the man of God, Elisha, who was surrounded by the enemy. But God said to him, just hold on a little longer. I wish I could have heard the conversation God and Elisha had. But all that I know is his servant is there. And Elisha says, this is what God's saying to me. I believe that God's saying those that are with us 
are more than there are with them. And all of a sudden, the fiery chariots of horses are all around. The victory was won in Jesus' name. Child of God, victory is yours today. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you today. We have confidence in this one thing. That if God is for us, what can separate us from you? Can our sickness? No. Can our tribulation? No. Can depression? No. Can peril? Storms? Ungodly laws? I mean, what can separate us from you? In all these things, we are more than conquerors through you that died for us and loves us. That's what we say to these things. You cannot stand in my way. You cannot hinder me. You cannot keep me down. You cannot intimidate me. You cannot weight me down like baggage any longer. This addiction cannot hold on to me any longer. This trial cannot stay any longer because I've got God behind me. God's watching after me and God is going to take care of me. For this today, Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor in the name of Jesus. Would somebody in the house of the Lord shout amen. Let it be so. We love you guys today. Get on back there. Uh, oh, no, we got to draw. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got to draw. We got to draw. I'm going to tell you something, guys. These tickets have got me all messed up today. You can sit down for just a minute. We got red tickets, we got blue tickets, we got orange tickets, we got red tickets. I'm just so confused. What I'm not confused about is that I pray that God would let my one ticket win this cake. Lord, give me my miracle. Here we go. Bryce isn't cheating. All right, guys, get your number ready, and we will go today. 418-593. The Lord said I didn't need it. All right, come on down. He goes to who? Oh, Susan got it. What Susan doesn't know doesn't hurt her. Right now, it looks like it's in your possession in the eyes of many witnesses. <laughs> All right, guys, he's going to be at the back, and he is going to be getting those tickets for you today. So $1 a piece. God bless you guys. We appreciate you.